0: them drug treatments, um, to allow them to have housing. If people do not have access to mainstream economies, whether we want to admit this or not, they will create their own economies, period, the end, including the drug economy. There are ways, though, that we can treat people um, literally. It's intensive. It is expensive. I have family members who have gone through rehab. It is not a one and done. Nope. This is an over and over and over and over and over again investment into individuals. And the problem is, we, we have a disposable society. It's either going to be a cage or a coffin, and that's easy for us. It is hard for us to do the hard work so that we can dig deep and see why are so many people addicted now? You know, the Great Depression, they were still all in their own homes. We all know that crime is right. lower than it has ever been in the United States. So that can't be a cultural shift. It has to be what were we investing in.
1: I got you. I don't know how we managed this, but I actually went over on a two-hour <laughs> town hall. Uh, that, that's not easy, even for me. Uh, I want to thank all... Uh, I want to thank all the people in law enforcement. I want to thank the mayors. I want to thank the conversation that's clearly going to keep going here in New York, in Chicago, and in Dallas-Fort Worth. Thank you to everybody who participated in this and the team and the bosses at News Nation for giving us this opportunity. Uh, I hope it has helped you understand that a complex problem needs complex solutions, but nothing changes if nothing Changes. Let the, con- let the conversation continue. I'll see you here tomorrow night. That's all the time we have. Brian Enton is in for Ashley Banfield right after a picture.
2: Thank you. Mr. Mayor.
3: I started paying real close attention when she started talking. Would this be the moment that Lori Vallow would finally own up to it all? The moment she would finally apologize for putting so many people. Through hell. Would this be the moment Lori would realize the only way for her to live with herself is to come clean and to own up to what she did. Once and for all, cut the religious cult bull. I think we were all waiting for it to happen. I was hoping it would happen. But guess what? It did not happen. In fact, the opposite happened. What she said was crazier. And more deranged than many of us could even imagine. We've got her pathetic statement that's coming up in the show. more importantly, little JJ and Tylee's grandparents. Uh, they will also join me live tonight. They were just feet away from Lori Vallow, along with Tammy Del aunt, uh, who will also be with us live tonight. Can you imagine how emotional today was for them? They're gonna tell you about it uh, in just a couple of minutes. Also, What is the jury thinking in this moment? They didn't get to hear Lori testify during the trial, but they heard that bizarre statement today. Many of the jurors, they showed up for the sentencing. They didn't have to be there, but they wanted to be there. We have an alternate juror who will be joining us live tonight. And later in the show, prisoners can get letters from people in jail. It's electronic now. It's not the old-fashioned way. Most of the prisons give the prisoners these tablets, almost like iPads. Well, we we were able to obtain some very juicy very strange love letters to Alec Murdoch. Some of the stuff, it it makes your skin crawl. I was having such a weird time reading it today. They they say they want to kiss him all over and all sorts of other gross stuff. I really do not know what possesses women to write to these killers that way. Very, very strange. Nonetheless, we got the letters. Uh, We're going to read them to you and explain what's going on with Alec Murdoch, what he's doing behind bars. That's coming up later in the show. But we begin tonight near Rexburg, Idaho, where Lori Vallow was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for the murder of her two children and for conspiring in the murder of her first husband's wife. And in just a moment, I'll be joined again by three people who were in the courtroom today, seated just feet from Vallow when she was sentenced by the judge. You could hear a pin drop in that courtroom today, as statements from family members of victims were read aloud. They did not appear on camera during today's proceedings, but you could hear the emotion in their voices.
4: I helped raise Tammy's children, and because of you, they no longer have their mother or grandmother, and because of fear of losing another parent, they listen to the lies spewed by you and Chad. Our relationship is strained, and most contact with them is gone. Your trial was the last thing my ailing mother had to live through. She declined in health as she heard through news reports all the horrible things that happened, and she had to relive all the things we have tried to forget the last four years. I miss my sister every day. I will grieve her and now the loss of my mother for the rest of my life. I will always remember them. As for you... I choose to forget you. Instead of a good night's sleep, Tammy was brutally executed in her own bed. She was taken from us by murdering thieves.
5: As a big sister, Tylee would put notes on her bedroom door, one of them being, do not enter. And as you can assume, even though JJ could read and understand the notes, it didn't mean he listened. After all... Isn't that what little brothers do? He would storm into her room and she would laughingly tell him to get out. I think she did it on purpose just to tease and play with him. It was hilarious to see them interact and warmed our hearts seeing them together. During the trial, a lot of information was shared about J.J.'s death. Today I want to share how he lived. He would put on concerts for his stuffed animals under our enormous oak tree, playing the drums on buckets and pots and pans. The joy... The joy he exuded and shared cannot be measured. I loved watching him, taking him in, and seeing how he approached the world. I never got enough of him. Now I've had all I will get for the rest of my life, and I will only have the precious memories to cling to. Now memories are how I feel the love I so desperately miss.
3: So hard to listen to. Think about what those families have been through, all that bottled up emotion that they were able to get out today. Well, Lori Vallow also had the opportunity to speak at today's hearing. She did not hold back, defending her actions and her apocalyptic religious beliefs.
4: I would like to start by quoting John from the New Testament in the Bible. In John chapter 8, verse 7, Jesus says, He that is without sin among you, let him cast first cast a stone at her. Jesus knows me. And Jesus understands me. I mourn with all of you who mourn, my children and Tammy. Jesus Christ knows the truth of what happened here. Jesus Christ knows that no one was murdered in this case accidental deaths happen suicides happen fatal side effects from medications happen I have a different perspective in life because in 2002 when I was pregnant with Tylee I died in the hospital while in labor with her they tried to stop my labor They put me on the table, and they put something in my IV, and I felt my spirit falling to the floor. Because of this experience, I have access to heaven and the spirit world. Since then, I have had many communications from people now living in heaven, including my children, Tylee Ashland and Joshua Jackson, my sisters, Stacy and Lolly, my aunts and my uncles, and my grandparents. I have had many communications with Jesus Christ, the Savior of this world, and our heavenly parents. I've had many angelic visitors have come and communicated with me and even manifested themselves to me. Because of these communications, I know for a fact that my children are happy and busy in the spirit world. Because of my communications with my friend Tammy Daybell, I know that she is also very happy and extremely busy.
3: Okay, I mean that I don't even know what to say about that. We also saw a very powerful speech by Judge Stephen Boyce who told Lori that she buried her children like animals and then took blood money after their deaths.
2: You moved to Rexburg a community where you could find a thousand random families to take your children and you brought them here to murder them. You had so many other options. You could have gotten divorced. You could have found someone to take care of those kids. But as the state was able to prove at trial, you chose the most evil and destructive path possible. You killed those children according to the state's theory, and I believe it, to remove them as obstacles and to profit financially. You justified all of this by going down a bizarre religious rabbit hole, and clearly you are still down there. They were found dead, burned, mutilated, and dismembered, and buried like animals. After you knew they were dead, you collected public-funded assistance payments meant for them, and that was blood money you kept for yourself.
3: So disturbing. I'm joined now by three people who were in the courtroom for today's sentencing. Larry and Kay Woodcock are J.J. Vallow's grandparents, and Vicki Hobin is Tammy Day- Daybell's aunt. Uh, Kay and Vicki read impact statements you heard there at today's hearing some of which um, you just heard part of their statement there. Thank you so much to all three of you for for being with us tonight after such such an emotional day. Um, I, I want to start with you, Kay, you know. Um, I was surprised when Lori spoke and my first thought was just hoping that she was gonna own up to some of this or at least sound sorry. Uh, what what did you think when those words first started coming out of our mouth, Kay? Um, hi, Brian, thanks for
5: having us. Um, what I think, I just, it was more vile BS spewing out of her mouth, just like it's been for uh, several years. That it was just, and the, the, the to say that J.J. and Tylee were happy and busy, I mean, come on. And then her friend, her friend Tammy Daybell, are you kidding me? I mean, get out of here. Nobody she is, this is part of her um, farce, her hoax, her, and she's never going to give it up because if she does, then she'll know she'll, it, it, anyway, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just more of her crap, That's Brian. There's horror. no other, no no other way to put it.
3: Yeah, Vicky, I have to say... Um... I'm not sure that I believe that she really believes it. I know there are people out there saying, oh, she's still (laughs) in a trance. You know, she's still in a trance. Yeah, I know. feel bad. Oh, she still can't break it. She's under the trance. I'm just not sure, Vicky, that I believe that she really believes all that. I feel like it's an act. I do.
6: Um, Yeah, I agree with you. I I think that she's um, creating a narrative now that will make her look crazy, which is... I don't believe. I think she is just trying to figure out how to maybe get a new trial. I don't know. It just—it was such an incredible <clears throat> uh, slap in the face for her to continue to talk about Tammy as a friend when um, she was murdered in cold blood, and to say that Tylee and JJ are happily working and that they come to visit. I mean, it was just incredibly difficult to sit in a seat and listen to that and not be able to have anybody say anything. Uh, she she chose her last statement poorly.
3: Larry, what was it like for you being inside the courtroom? I mean, I think, I, I just can't imagine having to stay quiet through all of that. I know there's rules and decorum, but um, that, that must have been difficult to listen to, Larry. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: Absolutely, it was, Brian. Yes, I had to sit there and I couldn't say a word, but I'll summarize this pretty quickly. She is absolutely playing this system. She's built. She is Lori. She will do that. There is no way that she is a special being, that she talks to God, that she talks to Vic to kids. That she talks to Tammy. That is a ridiculous statement. <coughs> <I, coughs> pardon me. That is a ric- a ridiculous statement. I can tell you right now that that is nothing more than a five gallon ba- bucket of BS.
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard to listen to, especially after sitting through that entire trial. And, and again, I guess there was just this weird part of me that had hope that, that she was at least gonna sound sad and, and be somewhat sorry. Kay, what does tonight feel like? I mean, I, I know you still got Chad's trial to come. Um, it's not, this isn't over, but do you feel like there's any kind of weight lifted? Does, does tonight feel different than the other nights, Kay?
5: It does, but honestly, I am exhausted. Yeah. I have not slept really good since we got here Saturday. Um, and last night, I slept maybe four hours, and I was very nervous this morning before the, the I gave my uh, statement, and... I and I'm just exhausted right now, but I absolutely do feel lighter, but I think once I get some rest, I'll absolutely feel like a, a lot better. But yeah, it 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 has taken some weight off of me just like the verdicts did in her trial, and um I'm grateful and and you know the fact that the they had the, what is it forgers that were here. Yep. Um And they all came up to us and introduced themselves and uh we had already talked to them but they were here they came on their own dime their own time and they needed to follow it through because they are invested in this I mean they were sucked into this for six seven weeks and they gave up all their their time and I mean they they are invested in this and they cared enough to come and, and follow it through, and I know the ones that weren't able to come, I'm sure they wanted to, but uh, there was a couple that reached out to me today via text and said they were happy how things turned out, and um, so it's, it's good. I, I'm, I'm really happy to hear their their, uh, their viewpoint of things. It really helps us to process
3: yeah, it is amazing that, that so many of them came to the sentencing. I mean, it's nowhere near Boise. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite a, a journey to get to where, where the sentencing happened. So that yeah. that just says how invested they yeah. were. Um, Vicky, we spoke to you last night uh, ahead of, of speaking today in court. I mean, do, do you feel like a weight is lifted, Vicky? Um, I mean, obviously what, what Lori said was so disturbing. I hate that in, in some ways that drowns out a little bit of the closure that you guys can have. But but it it still must have felt somewhat fulfilling to be able to speak your mind to her, I would think. Uh,
6: yeah, uh, of course. You know, I had a lot of things to say, some some of which I had to take out um, and um, kind of reboot and continue on. And I got a little emotional. But um, yeah, for for me, you know, the goal was always to get the maximum sentence for Tammy, um, We felt all along as a family that she deserved every bit as much justice as the kids, and we felt really confident that the kids would get justice, and they did. And, um, you know, I can't say enough about uh, the judge. He's so thoughtful. He's so thorough, and uh, he just laid it out perfectly for us. And at uh, the end, when he gave his comments... Um, he really summed it up in a way that it just it did feel like we were getting some closure, and uh, we have a long way to go it's it, you know it 's a marathon, and um we're gonna we're staying the the straight and narrow and we 're gonna follow it through until it 's over and um you know get the justice that we all need
3: yeah, it was interesting to hear Judge Boy speak because obviously throughout the trial and the proceedings. He, you know, remains so professional, doesn't express his opinion at all. And, and to sort of hear what was on his mind today, I also found to be very, very powerful. Um, Kay, will you, will, you also, will you and Larry also go to, to Chad's trial? I mean, I know how much it, it must take out of you emotionally. You mentioned how exhausted you are. Uh, the, you know, it's long days. Um, are you guys going to carry on with, with being there every day?
5: Absolutely. We, wanna, we want to him to remember we're there, gonna be there every day and and we're never gonna let up. We won't stop. Yeah, we'll you, be there.
3: All three of don't. you are amazing. Um Larry and Kay Woodcock and, and Vicky Hobin. Um I just can't say enough about the three of you and, and the way that you've handled this with, with such with such grace, um having to sit through that entire trial and then the sentencing today and having the courage to get up there and, and speak your mind to that woman. Um, who hopefully we can all forget about at some point and just focus on J.J. and Tylee. All three of you, um, thank you so much for coming on tonight. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks for
5: having us, Brian.
3: Brian. Okay, I hope to see you guys soon. Okay. Still to come tonight, um, case closed for Lori Vallow, but the jurors who sat through her five-week triple murder trial, the gut-wrenching details, they do not just fade away. You heard them mention, the jurors showed up to the sentencing. They don't even have to do that. We've got one of those jurors who's going to join me live next.
2: Tomorrow. Here's how I pick my numbers when I play the new Pick 5 from the Virginia Lottery. I call it The Wheel. Win up to $50,000. I've got all the numbers on here, plus one extra slot where my wife gets to pick the number. Five numbers, zero through nine. Babe, what'll it be?
8: Burger and fries, please.
2: Uh, No,
3: I meant The Wheel.
8: The what?
2: How you choose is up to you. Play in-store, in-app, or online today. Visit valottery.com slash pick five.
4: Have you ever wanted to go above and beyond for your community? Volunteering for your local fire or EMS department is your opportunity. Join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. As a volunteer, you will meet new people, learn new skills, and make a meaningful impact. Learn more at MakeMeAFirefighter.org. That's MakeMeAFirefighter.org.
8: When I play the new Pick 5 from the Virginia Lottery, I use my dogs to pick my numbers. They come running and I count them up. <whistles> Looks
0: like four. What is that? Six?
2: No Win up to $50,000. Play in-store, in-app, or online today. Visit VALottery.com slash Pick 5.
0: When it comes to a gun suicide attempt, all it takes is a moment. My son, Ricky, took his life by the use of a firearm. It broke me, and I contemplated suicide. My grandson, I was going to have to be here for him. I still own my firearm. I keep it in a safe because I want to keep my grandson and myself safe. Store
8: your guns locked, unloaded, and away from ammo. Hear more safe stories at endfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by Brady and the Ad Council.
9: When you're diagnosed with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, you just want to feel better. Steroids help get my symptoms under control, but they come with problems and long-term risks. I need to look out for my future health. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation changed everything. They encouraged me to take action and even helped me find a specialist. We now have a plan that works for today and tomorrow. Don't put off finding an answer. Spill Your Guts. Learn more at SpillYourGuts.org.
3: In mid-2017, we received the news that nobody wants to hear your child has cancer. St. Jude made us feel that everything was going to be all right. It's like an army of people working together, following the same dream, which is getting a 100% success rate for curing childhood cancer.
0: Finding cures,
10: saving children. Learn more at stjude.org
8: so much faster it's more than soap it's power wash
4: did he jump or was he pushed
3: miss ball when i play the new pick five from the virginia lottery i pick my numbers using my magic wheel normal wheel
2: it's magic to me liz win up to fifty thousand dollars play in-store in-app or online today visit valottery.com pick five
9: the supplemental security income program provides monthly payments to help meet basic needs like putting food on the table, paying the rent, or buying new shoes for growing feet. You may qualify if your income and financial resources are low and you are 65 or older, or an adult or child with a disability or who is blind. Call 1-800-772-1213 or go to ssa.gov/ssi to start to apply. Produced by Social Security at US Taxpayer Expense. My toddler got into my cleaning supplies. I might have taken too much medication. Do I need to go to the
8: hospital? When poison happens, Poison Help is here. We're the free 24 7 hotline that answers your poison questions. With expert advice from local professionals, available at no charge in over 100 languages, make the right call in a poison emergency. Call Poison Help 1 800 222 1222 or visit poisonhelp.hrsa.gov.
0: I'll be here to hear
7: what's on your mind
11: As an adult, kids want to know you're listening to them, but they also want to listen to you. When it comes to alcohol, they want to know your expectations and how and why to avoid underage drinking. Talking early and often about it in everyday conversations reinforces your message and keeps lines of communication open. For more
3: information, visit underagedrinkingsamsagovernor i I'll
0: be by your
7: side
3: what Lori Vallow said today uh, during the sentencing.
7: (laughs) You pretty much said it. It was bizarre. And I don't know who she thinks she was talking to. Um, Certainly nobody in that courtroom was buying any of it. Do you think, I mean, having
3: sat through the trial, and I still sort of struggle with this. I mean, do you think she actually believes this stuff? Do you think it's some kind of act? Do you think she actually is brainwashed?
7: Well, that's the million dollar question, right? I don't know. I still don't know. I I've asked Kay and Larry, and I get diff- different opinions from different people. I don't know.
3: Yeah, it seems to me like it would be just too hard to admit to yourself that you killed your own kid. So it's almost like an easy way out, almost like a defense mechanism. You just keep telling yourself this, and then you don't have to live with what you right. actually did. You know?
7: Right. She can't. She can't let go of her story at this point.
3: Yeah. What was it like? I mean, I was in the courtroom for most of the trial, sitting very close to the, the jury box, kind of wondering what you guys were were thinking. I mean, it was just such a long trial to sit through. I mean, tell me about that. What what was the impact it had on you?
7: Well, just every different emotion you can imagine, different times. Um, it was hard. It was really hard. Sometimes it was, you know. The days that we had to look at the pictures of the exhumed bodies and things like that were, those were definitely hard times. But I have to say, there were also times when I felt a lot of support and nobody could talk to us. But you could still feel it in that courtroom with the police, the FBI, the prosecution, the defense, everybody was, they're all good people. And you could feel that.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. I haven't covered a lot of trials where you got a vibe quite like this one. It was almost like a family, in a sense, with Kay and Larry, law enforcement. Now the jurors have kind of become a part of that family. It's really very interesting. It's at least one sort of nice thing out of this awful, awful tragedy. I mean, you had to sit there right across the room from Lori Vallow for five weeks, staring at her every day. Like, what sort of feeling or vibe did you get from her?
7: Wow. Um, A lot. There was... Honestly, I felt, at times I felt some evil and just heaviness. Um, I don't know how else to put it.
3: Yeah, there's a lot going on there. What was your reaction when you found out you were an alternate? Because I've always wondered, covering trials, it's got to be, I would think, like maybe a little bit of a relief, but also you've sat through all that and now you, you know, you don't actually participate in making the decision. Like, what what was that moment like?
7: I could not believe when my number was the first one out of the hat. And I I was not going to be able to deliberate. Um, I was not relieved in that moment at all. I was really frustrated. Um up until the point where the verdict came in and I heard that it was the way I wanted it to go. At that point it was fine. Then I was kind of like, Okay, I'm good, I didn't have to go through deliberations. I got to get out of there finally. It was a long trial. Um, but yeah, it was a little nerve wracking.
3: Was there any doubt in your mind? Uh, I mean, you mentioned when you heard the verdict, you were like relieved, basically. I mean, d- did you ever have a doubt that she did it? No. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't seem like that. I'm just curious. I mean, it's. I can't imagine being a being a juror and alternate on something like this. Like, it's such a influential moment in your life. I would imagine. Um, like how has it changed you are, are are you going to be doing anything differently moving forward? I mean I, I understand you're in the process of writing a book, but I would just think this would sort of change the trajectory of of my life in some way if i if I were in your shoes
7: it has it definitely has I mean just the idea of writing the book um, I was sitting there a lot of times wondering what goods can I get out of this. There must be something, and um, I decided to do this, and I'm going to. Uh, donate the proceeds, the profits of this book to I, there's two organizations I'm looking at right now I'm not going to name them because I haven't narrowed it down yet but I'm going to donate the profits from the book to one of them and they're organizations that are there to help children who are at risk or in danger
3: yeah well that's very nice of you and that's a nice way to give back after um, going through what you went through sitting through that trial Tom thank you so much for coming on tonight especially on such a big day with the sentencing uh, we really appreciate it Thank you, Brian. Okay, we're going to take a short break, but coming up, we are not finished with this very bizarre day in Idaho. Really, an unhinged Lori Vallow given a microphone. She spoke for almost 10 minutes. Again, floored me what she said. I didn't fully expect it, ranting about seeing her dead children in the spirit world, really not taking responsibility at all for their murders. Uh, The woman sent to prison today for the rest of her natural life. We have got two women who have covered this case unlike anyone else. Uh, Privileged to call them my friends. They're going to be up next.
11: It's $200 per month. But with Everything Breaks, you can get the critical coverage that you need with plans starting at less than a dollar a day. And if you call right now, your rates will be locked in, guaranteed. If your vehicle is out of warranty, call us now to get protected before it breaks down. Call 1-800-374-4456. 1-800-374-4456.
3: Life, no parole for the murder of 16-year-old Tylee Ryan. Life, no parole for the murder of 7-year-old J.J. Vallow. And life, no parole for conspiring to murder Tammy Daybell. They were the harshest sentences on the table for Lori Vallow, and today she got them all. Two of those murder victims were her own children. Lori Vallow, as you heard earlier, went on a nearly 10 minute rant at her sentencing today, claiming to be in contact with her children in the spirit world and saying she knows that all three murder victims are busy and happy. I wanna bring in Lauren Mathias. She co-hosts the Hidden True Crime podcast and Gigi McKelvey, a host of podcast, Pretty Lies and Alibis. It's good to see you, Gigi. Uh, And Lauren, I wanna start with you, Gigi. I mean, both of you have covered this case so extensively. Gigi, what did you think when she started saying this stuff? Like, did you expect it?
8: Well, I was sitting right by the door. So when she came in from the break, I saw that she had a notebook full of writings and a manila envelope. And I I said, you know, it came down to the minute about her testifying at trial. I said, there's no way she's going to give this opportunity up. When she started, we all kind of were looking around like, is she really saying what we think she's saying? Because it got so weird you know, just uh, her dear friend Tammy, her eternal friend Tammy Daybell. And, uh, you know, that's the the woman that that was murdered so that she could marry Chad. It was so bizarre. We all were just kind of perplexed, but not surprised because we've we've heard consistently she hasn't changed her beliefs from the time she's arrested to now.
3: There's another part that I found especially disturbing uh, during the time that she spoke in court where she talked about Jesus. Uh, I want to play that part and then we'll talk about it on the other side.
4: One of the times that Tylee came to me as a spirit after she died, she said, she commanded me and she said to me, stop worrying, mom. We are fine. She knows how I worry and how I miss her. The first time JJ visited me after he passed away, he put his arm around me and he said to me, you didn't do anything wrong, mom. I love you. And I know you loved me every minute of my life. My eternal friend, Tammy Daybell, has visited me on several occasions. She came to bring me peace and comfort. And I know that she is extremely busy helping her family, especially her children and grandchildren. And I have a great love for Tammy.
3: I mean, Lauren, uh, what did you make of this? I mean, you, you know the ins and outs of this case. You really know the in, ins and the outs of, of the way religion is involved. Do you think she actually still believes this stuff? Does she really believe that she is, you know, having interactions with her dead children who she murdered? You know,
10: I do think she believes it. I have a harder time believing she's delusional. I think it's more of like a disassociation almost. She said it right there. You know, Tylee's telling me to not worry. JJ's telling me that I'm, that I'm innocent, that I'm a good person. I think this is about decompartmentalizing, saying, oh, I have nothing to worry about. Also, to say, Tylee knows how I worry. We haven't seen you worry for your kids, not once. Have we seen you worry for your kids? If, if you, I mean, she certainly hasn't shown that in court or at the trial. So as far as what I see, I think she does believe this, but I think she's believing it so that she can decide that she's a great person and feel no remorse, and we have seen no remorse.
3: Yeah, almost like a defense mechanism. I felt like it was a slap in the face, Gigi, to the families um, when she talked about the kids that way. Like, I, it was worse than I expected. I can see how that's the kind of thing that would, would almost make this make them feel worse leaving that sentencing than they did when they went in.
8: Yeah, I think it was hard for them to hear that. And in fact, I spoke to Tammy Daybell's sister, Samantha, after sentencing was over. And we were talking about what Lori said about her eternal friend, Tammy, visiting her. And she said, I don't know who visited her, but it wasn't my sister, Tammy. Um, You know, it's just I think whatever Lori has to tell herself to lay her head down at night to be able to sleep. I think that's what's going on here more than what she's actually saying. She's seen these glimpses of heaven, you know, or seeing these kids, J.J. being tall. You know, when, when he came to her, it's. I agree with Lauren. It's dis, She's disassociating herself from all of it. and But that's what Lori does. That's what Lori's done her whole life, is distance herself from every bad thing that's happened because of her. So I didn't expect it today to be any different. I was just shocked she said it with the families in the room.
3: Yeah, and, and just the detail that she went into, talking about that that the kids were adults now and that they have jobs that they really... Enjoy. I mean it, it, it was so strange you can't even make it up. Just really quick, we have 30 seconds, Lauren. What happens next? Is is Chad Daybell's trial soon?
10: Yeah, Chad Daybell's trial is scheduled for next year, but I think we're also looking towards Arizona. Yeah. We've got Charles Fallow's case. We haven't even gone there yet. And so I think that we'll see the case in Arizona. And then up next, yeah, is Chad and Chad Daybell. And I think we're gonna actually learn even more. Believe it or not, more details that I've heard coming really soon about Chad and his involvement. And I don't think that he's ready to stand by Lori. So interesting. we'll watch that, too.
3: Yeah, that'll be interesting to see if he uh, sort of calls her out. Uh, Lauren Mathias, Gigi McKelvey, you both are such rock stars. Um, thank you for coming on tonight. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Brian. Okay, still to come tonight, thinking of you puts a smile on my face. That is just one of the messages. Alec Murdoch is getting in prison and one that is safe for TV. There are some we can't even say because they're so disgusting. You'll be shocked to hear the love letters that this man is getting behind bars. We've got them. It's coming up next. interested in uh, reciprocating that love. He's not really responding. Danielle H., a particularly persistent admirer, has sent multiple steamy messages many days in a row, writing things like, Alec, 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 I want you so bad. I'm going to need to take a cool shower. I'm so worked up thinking about you. She's wished him happy birthday and wrote, wished I could pop out of a birthday cake for you. She likes to wish him good morning and even call him handsome. God, this is so sick. She's she's even sent him commissionary money. Back in May, she said, Alec, I think at some point you're gonna start reading these messages because there is not a whole hell of a lot of stuff to do. Just know that I think of you throughout the day. I wish I knew you before all this happened. That way you'd feel comfortable talking to me. Another woman, Rachel B. has written, Hey, saw you were online, so I thought I'd send another message. I also saw last week a part of one of the messages I sent you on a news website. How embarrassing. I figure that's why you aren't really responding. You're now two for two, Rachel B. And Louise T. promises she's different from the rest. She wrote, hi, Alec. So I thought I'd message, I'd try and message you one last time. As I said before, I'm not like the crazy women declaring their love for you. If you want a friend you can trust or some support, let me know. If not, then I guess take care. All right, well, that one was at least like kind of normal. The other one's super weird. I'm joined now uh, by someone who has just served 10 years in the same prison system as Alec Murdoch. His name is Paul, but he's best known as Jumpsuit Pablo on social media where his experience and tight relationship on the inside has helped him generate content and given us exclusives like this. All right, Jumpsuit Pablo. Um, Look, a guy on the outside, I mean, it just, it, it does seem very creepy. How common is this?
11: Uh, it can be pretty common. I mean, when you're talking about an inmate in there, I mean, especially with Murda, I think the ty- kinds of women that send these messages and are sending them to him, I think they feel since he's in there, they have a real chance with him. You know, and these women talking to him probably follow all the coverage, all the specials of him. And, you know, th- they feel like now that he's in such a isolated and hopeless situation, they could be that one ray of hope to him. And I think that's pretty exciting to them. I think that's what it is.
3: Are you surprised that he's not reading the letters, at least from what we can tell? I mean, he's obviously receiving them on a tablet, but I mean, I would think he'd be bored. Um, are you surprised he's not reading them?
11: Well, he he is reading them from the from the tablet data we get. He's logging into his messaging feature of the tablet to read them, but he's not responding. Uh, if he was, we'd know. Just like we see the ones coming in, we'd know if there were any going out, but there are none. Uh, do I think that's maybe a matter of time before he does? From my looking into just how he's doing his time in there, I think a lot of this may change after his appeals are over. Then he might want to get more comfortable and start responding to some of these women. Yeah, just maybe
3: just like out of boredom at that point. It's, right. it's, it's interesting. The, the one woman like acknowledges that her messages have been on the news. It's, it's like they know that they're going to become public.
11: Right. You know, and it's it's uh, they know that the public's keeping an eye on this stuff. They know how the majority of people are probably going to feel and view these messages being sent and what they're saying. And I think part of them deep down knows they they don't have any business sending these messages, but it's still it's not enough to deter them. And they just can't
3: help themselves when it comes to that. Yeah, I just again, I'm trying to understand the motivation because like in a sick way, I mean, if you had like a crush on him, which is hard enough to think about. But if you did. Like, what's the point of the guy is going to be in jail forever? Like, I still don't understand. Like, is it boredom? Is it just is it sort of like a hobby? Like, what? what's the motivation, you do know, you think?
11: I think maybe it's a, it's a part of it, it, it's just exciting to them. Maybe the tabooness, maybe just it's the fact that they shouldn't be doing it. You know, I, I, I think they like to feel like all of his attention is going to be focused on them.
3: You know, I, I don't know what drives them, but there's a lot of women interested in it. Do we know anything else um jumpsuit Pablo about um like what he's doing in pre- I mean you put in a lot of these open records requests you get the exclusives are there any pictures of on the tablets like is there anything else I mean there's a picture right <laughs> there's
11: there There's a wow
3: this Oof. is a pretty What's going on there one. I wasn't expecting that jumpsuit Pablo
11: Well you know I've been in these same prison cells for a decade straight, and I can tell you from the construction of the cells, he's on the toilet right now. That, that's just Oof. a fact. Oh, now, God. First the doing? love letters,
3: now the toilet. I mean, come on.
11: <laughs> it, it, how is he passing his time on the toilet with this tablet? Oh, well, no. When I looked at the data, it showed that he had logged in at this exact moment for the purpose of playing a video game. You can play video games on these. And when I looked into what exact video game he's playing, because it does show that. You can play video games that, in prison? You, it, on these tablets, you can watch movies, video games, all kinds of stuff, radio. He loves to play a very certain game Oh man! It's all based around money-making. Interesting. showing him is not surprising. Well, listen,
3: we're going to have you back on Jumpsuit Pablo because this is um, interesting stuff. Thanks for coming on tonight. You can check out Jumpsuit Pablo on YouTube, uh, his latest video with even more of these letters. It'll drop tonight. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, tomorrow night on the show, a big, interesting story. We're going to take you live to the Vatican. You might be asking why the Vatican? Because UFO whistleblower David Grush claims that they knew about Crashed Craft decades ago, even communicated with America about that. We're going to the Vatican tomorrow night. It's a fascinating angle of this UFO story that we've been covering for the last couple of months. Live from Italy tomorrow night. Okay, that's our time for tonight. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Have a great night. Sleep well. We'll see you tomorrow.
11: Thanks to generous community support, Wounded Warrior Project has helped post-9-11 veterans and their families since 2003. Through no-cost physical and mental health services, legislative advocacy, career assistance, and life skill
1: training, we're there every step of the journey.
0: It's possible to feel understood.
1: To get support when it's needed most.
0: And now I know anything is possible.
11: And we're just getting started. Learn more at woundedwarriorproject.org possible.
9: My toddler got into my cleaning supplies. I might have taken too much medication. Do I need to go to the hospital?
8: When poison happens, Poison Help is here. We're the free 24 7 hotline that answers your poison questions. With expert advice from local professionals, available at no charge in over 100 languages, make the right call in a poison emergency. Call Poison Help 1 800 222 1222 or visit poisonhelp.hrsa.gov. I'm a pretty great multitasker. I can wash dishes
4: and do laundry. I can roller skate while walking my dog. I can even order lunch while doing my homework. But I can't use my phone while driving. A distracted driver is one of the leading causes of death in the United States. So when it comes to driving, please, don't be a multitasker.
3: Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National
1: Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Kids across America are going to school hungry. Millions of kids every day. But one simple thing can help change all of this for a hungry child in America. Good, healthy food and the energy it brings. With help from caring people across America, No Kid Hungry is providing healthy meals and hope to hungry kids so they can build better futures. To learn more about ending child hunger in America, go to helpnokidhungry.org today.
8: For more than a century, AM radio has evolved to meet the needs of our community. In their car, at home, or on the job, more than 80 million listeners depend on AM radio each month. AM radio is also the backbone of the emergency alert system, which keeps us safe in dangerous times. It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters.
7: If you're tired of the political spin and partisan bickering on the other cable news channels, you've come to the right place. You're listening to News Nation, America's fastest growing news channel.
9: When you're diagnosed with Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, you just want to feel better. Steroids help get my symptoms under control, but they come with problems and long term risks. I need to look out for my future health. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation changed everything. They encouraged me to take action and even helped me find a specialist. We now have a plan that works for today and tomorrow. Don't put off finding an answer. Spill Your Guts. Learn more at SpillYourGuts.org.
1: Hi, it's Frank from Access. Imagine the feeling of a parent bringing home their child who has been suffering from a devastating illness or injury. And the parents wonder if things will ever be the same. That's where Welcome Home Angel steps in. They're a nonprofit 501c3 organization creating accessible living spaces and healthy, cheerful environments in which to live and recover. To learn if you're eligible for a makeover, to donate to these amazing families, or just get involved, visit WelcomeHomeAngel.com. Change a room, change a life.
11: oxygenated oil for fast-acting relief from the pain of arthritis, back aches, and sore muscles absolutely free. Text D-E-E-P to
1: 231231. Hey, I'm Chris Cuomo, and welcome to a News Nation town hall. Crime in America. What do you say? Let's get after it.
3: Everywhere, in every drug across the United
1: States.
9: I'm just letting you know we lost another one. We don't even talk about it anymore. The
1: homeless situation. An epidemic of crime. 1050, 1050. Swing a machete. People drive by
11: like it's nothing. The cops don't come.
4: Get out.